0: Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with Joe Netsch on Live 95. Rick author uh, Roshin Meaney is with me. And Roshin, you inspire me even when you're sitting in front of me because I'm using words like thus. <laughs> I mean, feeling, feeling quite Shakespearean, and How
1: so you, you should. I'm very well, Joe. Well, you.
0: you well you are. You're well, but I, I the impression I get is that you're quite animated about this, which is <laughs> new editions of the classic children's books by Roald Dahl are being edited to remove words that are deemed offensive to a modern audience. Um, Some examples include the book Charlie and the Chocolate Factory where Augustus Gloop is now enormous instead of enormously fat and in The Witches a supernatural female posing as an ordinary woman maybe working as a top scientist or running a business instead of as a cashier in a supermarket or typing letters for a businessman. What is in overall terms your view of this move?
1: Oh Joe, I thought it was an early April fool honestly. I thought This can't be true. I would say, and I suppose it's not surprising as a writer that I'm saying this, that a writer's words are sacrosanct and should not be changed by anyone, only the writer. Especially if that writer is dead and can't protest if somebody comes at his writing and says, no, can't say that anymore. He said it then. He didn't say it now. I think writing is of its time and it should be respected and left alone.
0: Hmm. Thomas... Uh, the tank engine, you know, and those older versions of it that have, for example, the fat controller and the thin controller in it. Um, I know in our house, you know, um, that that story is, those, story, those series stories, that serious story is light, you know. Children are attracted to it, I think. But we had a dilemma around them. Maybe we should just call them the controller. But I suppose that's us making a decision in our house for ourselves, right?
1: Yes. I don't see the problem with the word fat, I have to say, Joe, and it's all in how it's used, really, isn't it? I mean, you don't go up to somebody who was of a large girth, (laughs) to put it another way, and call them fat, especially if you can see that it upsets them. And of course, it would upset them because of the way you'd say it. But that Augustus Gloop, enormously fat, really... He was enormously fat, <laughs> so why not say it? I had that same problem with a picture book I wrote a couple of years ago. It's It, it hasn't been published yet, but I'm still living in hope because these things move very slowly. And I was writing a, a rhyming book about two cats I had, Fred and Charlie. And the first line was, say hello to Fred the cat. He's big and fluffy and terribly fat. And my agent who read it said, oh, take out the word fat. And I really didn't think I should, but I did. And I, it's now, say hello to a cat called Fred. He's big and fluffy with a colour that's red. But I, I I resented having to do it. It's
0: But your agent obviously felt looking out for Roshin's interests.
1: Yes, and now, now these days, these modern days, you don't use the word fat for better or worse. And that's fine, and I have to respect that. But when Roald Dahl wrote Augustus Gloop was enormously fat, there wasn't any stigma around the word fat. So why inject it into it now, you know? Leave
0: them alone. Mm. The counter-argument being, does it unduly influence children? And it's not the only example, I mean, Roald Dahl has been pointed to, but there are many other children's books over the years. And when you read them now, you realise that a lot of things have aged, you know, including simple things like the technology of the 70s and the technology of the 2020s is very different.
1: Yes, I, I totally agree. And some of the Enid Blyton language would be looked on askance now. And, and you know, that's fine. But I, I think as well, children have to be able to use their own judgment or parents have to be able to guide them through, you know, and make them understand or help them to understand that, you know, what was right once upon a time mightn't be right now. And that's fine. And, you know, move on from it and let them read them and, and know that, OK, when he, Enid Brighton wrote that, there wasn't anything wrong with it. Now you don't really say things like that.
0: You've read to children in libraries in, in I Limerick, have, for I example. do. Yeah, and yeah, you do. So, I, I mean in that context... How would you manage something like this?
1: Well, I suppose I don't have that problem in that all the books I read are stocked in the library and they'd be modern picture books because I read to that age group who who like the picture books. And I would pick out a book from the library stock of the big books that they have and I read them. And there's never an issue with any of the language in those because they've all been published in the last five or 10 years, I'd say. So there really isn't a problem. Um, and if I came across a word that I thought, oh, somebody might be offended by that, I, I wouldn't really take too much notice. And I just use the word and pass on. Um, I I think we're very easily offended, Joe. I think some people are terribly easily offended. And fair enough if somebody has a, a genuine offense and is genuinely hurt by something. But I think a lot of the time it's that people think, oh, that word, I don't think I should be using it anymore. Like you were saying about, you know, you're not sure about Thomas the Tank Engine. It's because you kind of feel this almost obligation to feel I can't use that word anymore. And I, I don't know. And that word influence that you just used, that makes me very uncomfortable. I I have no time for influencers of any kind. And I don't really see that a child reading a Nina Blyton book would you know, become influenced to the extent that they would then trot out these words that people would kind of look sideways at them for nowadays, you know.
0: But would that be because a context will be put on it by the parent, uh, you know, the responsible adult and inverted commas that would point out to them that we look at these things differently now and for good reason.
1: Well you would hope you would hope that there is a responsible adult on the premises especially when the child is you know under seven or whatever under the so-called age of reason and be it a parent, a guardian, a teacher that they would say you know look you know, it's okay that that word is there and it's okay that you're reading it but you know don't go out and use it because you know you might hurt somebody Yes and and in the context
0: um, of you know adult Books or indeed, films or, or whatever. I mean, I, I remember having a, a, quite a debate in here when love hate was at its height because I wouldn't watch it, and people would say to me, Why wouldn't you watch it? And I'd get up my high horse and I'd go on moral grounds. <laughs> And they'd say, what moral grounds? And I'd go, well, I don't like it because it portrays, you know, Irish gangland in a particular fashion. And two things were pointed out to I me. Mean, first of all, you haven't watched it, so you don't know what you're talking about, which is a fair point. And, and the second one was, but you've never protested uh, around, you know, The Wire in the States or you know, these other ones that uh, uh, we will watch. Um, and maybe it was proximity for, for me. But I suppose all fiction... Presents a certain level of challenge, doesn't it, for children and adults?
1: Exactly, and it should. Like it would be would be boring if you are sitting down reading about happily ever after all the time. You want some excitement and maybe some fear and some anxiety in your reading or in your watching. And that's not going to make you go out and become a drug lord if you watch yeah. Love Hate. Did you ever watch it? Never. No,
0: I watched a couple <laughs> of scenes, very good. but, but I know. yeah, you see, there you go. Um, but I mean, like we, we were having this conversation at home last night, and you know my other half was saying would you ever get off the soapbox because I was going is this a threat to democracy
1: oh, Royal yeah.
0: Dahl's editing you know are we going to end up in a society where almost without us realising we are under the control of the overlords or well, Is that yeah. a bit much?
1: That's a bit much. <laughs> I, I, I would hope that's a bit much and I hope that there isn't that kind of big conspiracy behind it. I would say the publishers acted in good faith and I'm surprised at the Royal Dallas State though that they obviously gave the thumbs up to this. I w- would have thought they would reject it but I would say that it was done for the right reasons, but I don't think it should have been done. I really think leave the work alone. If anyone went at my books, I would be most mm. offended. <laughs> I'd be very offended. Um, not because I think they're the best they can be, but I think they're my words and leave them alone. I wrote them.
0: Now, and I mean, Roald Dahl, you know, in his public life, but not his work, if I understand this correctly, made anti-Semitic comments over life, which have been rightly condemned. Yes. Yes. Um, but do you need to separate the author from the work?
1: Yes, definitely what he was writing was fiction anti-Semitic words spoken as Roald Dahl was a very different kettle of fish and I would totally condemn that Mm. anti-anything, hate speech, my god
0: Um, and and, I mean, the point has been made by some people, you know, Shakespeare that, you know, Shakespeare does get changed and there are modern versions of Shakespeare and film versions of Shakespeare his work does get moved around does it weaken Shakespeare?
1: Well, making a film or something is different because you're going to have to have a screenplay or, a, a, you know, if you transfer a, a novel to the stage, it's going to have to change. So you, could, you can't really equate that with changing words on a page, you know.
0: Mm, right. Uh, but your bottom line is, particularly if the author directly cannot acquiesce because they have passed away, that their works, their original works, should not be altered.
1: I would strongly suggest that that's the case, Joe. Yeah, I would fight for that really.
0: Okay, well listen, good to chat to you this morning. Thank you for your perspective as always. Thanks, that's Joe. Limerick author, Roisin Meany. Your views, your news, your Limerick Today with
1: Joe Nash on Live 95.